Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey everybody, welcome to your Saturday edition of Reading the Bible in a Year on Undying Light. Uh, we'll just do a quick recap of last week's reading, and if it's Saturday, that means you should be finishing today with a, an entire chapter on bodily discharges. But to get here, you have had finished up the book of Exodus and started working through Leviticus, made it to the 15th chapter today while gathering up a whole plethora of law. And so that would have been your readings today. And now we are going to dig in to what you shall read in the coming week. And like I said, I want to focus more so on the upcoming week as we progress in the show than I do on the previous week, because the previous week would have already been uh, established on the last week's episode. And, uh, on, you know, as we kind of work through that material. So, Nothing really to uh, go back and examine unless I make a comment and I say, hey, pay attention to this or read through this stuff carefully, in which I do with, especially when it comes to the laws in Leviticus, read through them carefully, slowly, and uh, understanding the greater context that these are focusing on is Israel being separated from the regular, from the uh, pagan nations that are surrounding them at this time. So moving on into next week, we begin with chapter 16 and the Day of Atonement, and we will see uh, this story start to unfold uh, from Moses and Aaron and God speaking to them. Then we go back into the place of sacrifice in chapter 17, the laws of eating, uh, laws against eating blood, unlawful sexual relations in 18, uh, the Lord is holy in chapter 19, loving your neighbor as yourself, you shall keep my statutes, the punishment of child sacrifice in 20. This was a big thing, uh, especially with the pagan worlds. Uh, as dark and gruesome as they were, offered up children as sacrifice, and God puts a stance against it. And it's kind of interesting if you uh, use a verse like this, or verses, if you would, 1 through 8 in chapter 20. You know, this really shows the entire devoutment that God has to loving children. And you see that demonstrated by Jesus in the New Testament, where uh, he commands his disciples to let the little children come to him. 
And you see, as David writes in the Psalms, that we are formed together by God in our mother's womb. And he knew us before that even. Paul writes that he set us apart before the foundations of the world. So if God knows us and loves us so intricately, how could we as Christians stand for abortion? How could we assign and assert that, you know, it is okay to murder children in the womb just because they aren't outside of the womb. They're not walking around or crawling around or anything like that. And it just, it angers me so much when you have Christians that support choice, that it's the woman's body. Well, it's not. There's two separate sets of DNA. There's two sets of everything. Everything is different. It is a whole nother human being grown. And it just angers me when Christians with that claim to be Christians advocate for this position that they can choose to dismember and kill a human child in the womb. And I just go flat out. I said, so you're for the dismemberment of a human person because that's what they do. They go into the womb, they pull the, the, the arms and the legs apart from the baby and they pull the head off dismembering the, the baby from the womb and then take it out. That's what the abortions do. And people that advocate for that are, in my opinion, they're just, they're lost. And yeah, I could say some really mean things about them, but by and large, they are just simply lost people. And that's how we have to view it. And we have to preach the gospel to them. And whether Christ gives them faith through the Holy Spirit, that is between God and them, we continue to preach the gospel God has punishments established for the Israelites against child sacrifice. We see that in chapter 20. And we know the length that Christ goes to redeem mankind from their sins. And I'm not saying that they are unredeemable because they most certainly are. The, their sins can be forgiven. I just It just is one of the things in today's culture that really angers me about how pro-everything some people are when it comes to the more secular items, Christians should advocate for life from the, you know, from the womb to the grave and every aspect in the middle of it. So uh, off my soapbox, let's move on. We got punishments for sexual immorality. You shall be holy. 21 is holiness of priests. Uh, we've got acceptable offerings. The feasts of the Lord's kicks off 23. And then there's a whole plethora of feasts here. And then we have the lamps that kick off 24. And the Sabbath year, the year of Jubilee, uh, this is often a piece of scripture that's twisted out verses 8 through 22, uh, meaning in the Pentecostal and charismatic circles that you'll use this verse uh, in today's culture that it's a year of Jubilee. And so God is going to restore you and forgive you and your debts are going to be, you know, replenished and you're going to be, you know, you're going to have all this abundance of whatever, and that's what they use as this particular passage. So um, if you ever hear anybody in the modern time talking about this being a year of Jubilee, just ignore it. It's bad teaching. So there's the redemption of property, the kindness to poor brothers. Um, 26 kicks off with the blessings for obedience and the punishment for disobedience, which is obviously a much bigger section. It takes you all the way to 27. The laws about vows. Uh, Jesus quotes this in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. And then we get into numbers. So we finish Leviticus and we will spend a couple days here looking at numbers. Again, this is going to be a book that's heavy in genealogy. And so you kick right off with the census of Israel's warriors 
and you will see all of these tribes and all of their generations and all of these numbers. Um, just power through it. Please don't don't ignore it. Don't skip on. Don't you know, just p- bypass it. Just power through it. You know, you, you just you don't have to know the names or pronounce the names. Just just read through it as best as you can. I always advocate for that because it's one thing that I was doing early on in my walk was I would just glaze over any of these passages and and there's there's some depth and richness to it. And I think if you take the time to really just kind of kick back and read it, you'll see this greater picture of scripture come together as you will start to see how a lot of these tribes have influences and impacts on the time of Christ and further on into the history of the world. Uh, so then you've got uh, the Levites exempted, exempted. They remember if you turn back to Exodus and Leviticus, they are the priestlyhood. Uh, then you've got in chapter two, the arrangement of the camp three, the sons of Aaron, the duties of the Levites and uh, finish or do, take on basically another chunk here. And then the redemption of the firstborn uh, chapter four is going to be the end of your reading for next Saturday. You'll have the duties of the uh, Kohanites, the Gershites and the Merarites. So again, you don't need to have all the names memorized in here, but by all means, please read through it and uh, take your time and just just let it soak in and let it just kind of uh, camp on your mind, if you would. So that's really it. There's a, a few passages, like I said, about the year of Jubilee that really stands out to me. Uh, the rest of it's pretty straightforward. It's a lot of law, a lot of, you know, working through uh, that materials. And uh, you've got a lot of just kind of a plethora of genealogies that you're going to work through in the book of Numbers. But please take your time and uh, read through it. Don't skip over it because it will be quite fascinating. Once we get through the book of Numbers and get on into um, Deuteronomy and Joshua, you'll start to see a lot more historical narrative pick back up. And uh, the story gets pretty exciting from there on. So. That's going to be it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys have a great week reading your Bible in a year, and I hope that this show is a blessing for you for the short few minutes that you get to listen to it. And uh, check us out on Wednesdays as we're working through the social media uh, impacts, and Friday as we continue on through the Gospel of Matthew. Until next week, God bless. Have a great week. We'll see you all later. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.